Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fourth, I think, episode of The Porcupine. I am Adam Nutter, your host of this fucking mess mayhem that we call the podcast world in comedy and politics. Uh, Joining me today, a a great, awesome dude. Super honored and pumped to have him on the show. Host of the Break the Cycle podcast. Give it up for my man, Joshua Smith, everybody. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for, again, thanks for coming on, dude. It's super awesome. Uh, Again, we met via Twitter, I guess, officially. That's and, that's where best friends are made. And that's where best friends are made, <laughs> dude. Uh, pedophiles and best friends are made on Twitter. Those it's true. Things. It's true. Very true. A breeder from that place. Um, no, but we met on Twitter, just, again, being just in the libertarian scene together and uh, and more of a, uh, the like-minded libertarian scene together. And uh, obviously, you just getting fucking attacked <laughs> for just being honest and open and trying to push the party to like a, a greatness and like try to do the right thing. And as like you and me and Dave Smith, a lot of the guys call these people the loser brigade is they come out of nowhere and just they'll attack you. They'll attack your name. They'll attack, they'll slander, just lie and just slander you just because they don't want to see your ideas manifest. And I just want to know, when did this all start for you? Was it just when you ran for chair? Was it 2016? 17. 17, 2017, right? yeah. yeah. So is yeah, that what all, Yeah. Yeah, so like, so like I announced for chair, uh, I want to say it was around like, <clears throat> I don't know, late September maybe of, of uh, 2017. And I did it as kind of like a challenge to Nick Sarwar because he's a punk, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I, so he's like going after all these people that I that I adore, like Tom Woods and Eric July and um, Dave Smith, obviously <laughs> later on. Yeah, and and so I was like, you know, I called around a bunch of big name libertarians. I'm like, yo, you got to run for chair. This guy can't continue to do this shit. I mean, he can't represent the face of libertarianism to to normies in this country <laughs> yeah. and continue to do this shit. I mean, he's trying to hurt the biggest libertarian outlets, you know, yeah. and. Uh, Everybody was basically like, "You're crazy, man." He's the most popular chair uh, that the party's had ever. It's he's a t- you know he was getting ready to go on to his third to run for his third term as chair of the party, and so uh, I at the time I had I had started uh, a, a publication called Think Liberty that's doing pretty well now. I'm I'm no longer like part of the the publication, but I was one of the founders and. Um, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put out, I'm going to put out a intent to run statement as like a, a challenge to this guy to let him know that there's people in this country that are not happy with the way he's running this party. Um, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I didn't think it was going to do anything, you know? Um, but it did. I mean, I ended up traveling to 24 States, I think, uh, or more. Um, I got the keynote behind Ron Paul in a ballroom in, in Omaha, Nebraska. I got to do all this crazy shit. But so, so, uh, there was another lady who was running named, uh, Alicia Dern. And, uh, she, for those who don't know her, she's pretty much one of the reasons why Bill Weld became the vice presidential nominee for the party in 2016, right? Yeah. She, she was supposed to, she promised Austin Peterson, she would be his running mate, then stepped down, made some backroom deals with the Gary Johnson campaign and went out and endorsed, uh, uh, Bill Weld dropped out of the race and got everyone, her, her supporters to vote for Bill Weld. Um, so she was, uh, given the moniker or, uh, 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 Derncoat, which is fitting, um, and uh, and so she decided she was going to run for chair. Well, her and her campaign manager at the time, 
named Angela Fisher Owens, who sucks, horrible fucking person, just one of the worst people in the party. <laughs> she might be worse than uh, she might even be worse than some of these useful idiots that attack me all the time. But um, uh, they came to me and they were like, hey, uh, we want to work together to take down Nick Sarwark. And I was like, no. Like, I'm going to fucking run my own campaign. I don't need to work with you guys to take down Nate Sarwark. I'm going to run on my own merits, you know. And they seemed a little upset about it, but then they went away and nothing really came of it. And then um, and then uh, a couple weeks later, they came to me and they're like, hey, we want to start a Me Too movement in the Libertarian Party. Okay. And I was like, well, I don't really know anybody who's, like, sexually harassing anybody in this party. Like, right, I, I get yeah. that there's some comments online here and there, but it's fucking online. It's not just party people, you know. Right. And so they were like, okay, well, whatever. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, wasn't going to be a part of this Me Too movement with them, right? And uh, a couple weeks later after that, I'm in Texas at the state convention. I was speaking there, and uh, I get a text from Angela Fisher Owens. Hey, some things coming out that you uh, did something at a, at a convention in Washington, at the Washington State Convention with uh, this guy, Joe Pascal's wife. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? First of all, I was living in Washington at the time. This was my state convention. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. Everybody there knew me. You know what I mean? I'm on the board for the state there. I'm one of the region reps. And I'm going, I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck she's talking about. And then she starts saying, yeah, you apparently you said some things to Joe Pascal's wife about asking if she shaved her pussy or something like that or a landing strip. And I'm like, I never did that. It's like, that's just not something that I would ever fucking do. And I'm like, oh, you guys are starting your Me Too movement and you're going to come after me first. That's, that's the, you know, that's what I started thinking about. And so um, they put out this, they put out this uh, uh, article calling me this, you know, that, that changed. I mean, their story changed eight times. And so I had all these screenshots, uh, that I was able to refute everything they said from them directly from them, their own screenshots, their own text messages. Uh, I had a PayPal account screenshot where I had gotten a donation from the woman who was now saying that she, that I had sexually harassed her. Uh, and, and she gave me a donation four weeks after the supposed events for right. my campaign. Um, and then they change it to, oh, well, you know, someone said it and you were standing by them and laughed. I'm like, well, first of all, even if I did, who gives a shit? But I didn't, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so, so I put out my own article refuting the shit. They ended up all having to, um, uh, publicly apologize, including Joe Pascal and his wife had to make a public apology at all. You know, the Dern campaign made a public apology. I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty significant because, um, uh, my supporters were so pissed off at Alicia Dern that they eventually uh, mocked her until she dropped out of that race. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's straight slander. I mean, you're just lying. <laughs> just to just for the sake you, of lying. Just to say lying. And, and, but it all, also, as we all know, all that does is just inhibit a legitimate uh, ever, like, uh, claim from somebody. They'll be like, well, you fucking lied last time. So wh right. who says you're saying that again? It doesn't help anybody. But I'm sorry, continue. Sure. So. Oh, well, so, you know, obviously Angela Fisher Owens was pretty upset with me. Right. At the same time, she was over there fucking over Adam Kokesh's uh, campaign funds while he was trying to run for president. We oh, found yeah. this out later that she, you know, they were like doing some shady shit with his campaign funds and not turning in campaign uh, reports and all this shit, you know. Um, but then she got really pissed. So she started coming after me even more. They started attacking me about my children and, uh, you know, my, my kids not living with me and fucking, uh, God, they, what else that I couldn't keep a job and that I, I was an abusive person. And, uh, this went through all the way up to my, to the, the convention where, you know, I lost to Nick Sarwark. He became the third term chair of the party. Um, and I thought, okay, well the campaign's over. It's probably going to be over. And then, uh, less than a year later, I, I had actually got on the board of, of the LNC. I became an at-large rep. Um, and uh, I decided I was going to run again. And I mean, immediately it started up. Well, it, 
during between my two runs, I had started dating a woman named Risa Willis uh, briefly who lived in Texas. Um, and I had met her traveling around and we met up a couple times and, and I was I had been going through a bad breakup. And so uh, Risa convinced me that I should move to Texas. My daughter lived in Texas. So I was like, all right, that'd be cool. I'd be close to my daughter. You know, I, I think I'm, I think I love this girl or whatever. So I get there and it, it's just not going to work out for us. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I can tell yeah, right yeah, away yeah. it's not going to work out yeah. for us. Um, she has some issues and she got violent with me, man, like legit violent. Oh. With me. The cops came, the cops gave me a ride to a hotel. Uh, I, you know, I, I stayed at my friend's house for 10 days. I flew back uh, to California. You know, it's not good when the cops are like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, cops, it's not so, good. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah, good. So, like, the cops in Mesquite, Texas gave me a ride to a hotel. I didn't hurt anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the next day she starts going around telling everyone that I abused her and this and that and this and that. So they started running with this narrative that I'm this abusive guy that beats up women and blah, 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 blah. Even though there's absolutely no proof of this whatsoever. I mean, none, not a single shred of proof. In fact, a lot of the proof proves that I wasn't a violent person and I was given a ride to a hotel by the <laughs> right. police who were there yeah. seen, right? Um, so they started running with that. And then, uh, when I announced for chair again, I knew that was going to come up. And so they started using this and, you know, the fact that I had some arrears and child support from uh, more than seven years ago, six years ago, uh, that I was, I had been paying off for a long time. Um, they started using the fact that my kids didn't live with me. Then they started going after my, my, my 16 year old daughter right before the convention, uh, this past convention. And they, um, she was in a really bad position. They, you know, her, you know, that's why I have custody of her now and her two right. siblings that are not mine biologically. Right. I was able to get custody of them. As well. Um, and so they got a hold of her and started, uh, you know, ba basically what I think is bribing, um, you know, with money and stuff and to make a bad statement about me. And she did, she said that, you know, but she didn't know, she didn't know any better. And, and, uh, we've, we've, um, we've mended that issue and, uh, she lives with me now and everything's fine. And she had a, a baby, uh, uh, in, uh, March. And so her, my granddaughter lives with me as well. That's and, fucking nuts, um, dude. Yeah, it's crazy, but but they're <laughs> yeah. still they're still using these things to attack. Yeah. Me, you know what I mean? And it's like it's like we've already, uh, for the most part, proven that what you're saying is bullshit. Uh, so now they've moved on, and we got people like Richie Castaldo out there calling me a sexual abuser who's convicted of showing his dong to a minor um, back in 08. That's you know a, what I mean? Yeah, like that's what, that's what I'm saying is, man. And this is, I mean, my one of my biggest obviously pet peeves in the world, like the whole child predator thing. And it's like the fact that that guy is a fucking actual convicted child predator, and he's on Twitter being like, "Look at this guy being a fucking shitty parent," but you're not. And then no one, and then everyone is just like, "Yeah," like they'll just take you know, his follow because he has a fucking check mark next to his name, I believe, right? So like, oh, they'll just take a side, take a side, take a side. And it's like, hey man, do you guys not know that he showed his dick to a child? Like, are we just gonna gloss that over? Because again, Josh Bad, like yeah. that's all you. So that's that's what we're doing. We're going Josh Bad. So we're gonna defend the pedophile guy. <laughs> well, sure. There's well, there's there's several people. They don't give a shit about that. It's all about it's all about tarnishing my name, right? And saying things that really are not just gonna hurt me politically. They're things that can hurt my my personal life, my my job, my family, right? Well, yeah, that's um, the thing. Is you have an actual job too, <laughs> like a, yeah. a full nine to five, you know, nine to five, quote unquote, nine to five. But like oh. you know. You know what I'm six saying? Like, six, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> as in like blue, traditional job. And it's like, yeah. So people just, that's the thing, man. And that's why Twitter is fucking amazing but dangerous. We all know because people just fillet shit out there, right? They'll be like, hey, uh, fucking Josh is racist. Boom. And it's like, what? And then one of your jobs is like, hey, man, we got some calls. Like, it says you're racist. And you're like, I'm not. And they're like, well, nah, we, we don't want any pushback. So you're fired. And now, like, people's lives get ruined. <laughs> Off of just because some guy doesn't like you politically.
Sure. And sure. it's a different you know, idea a than you. <laughs> it's, it's a concern of mine because I'm not, I'm not a racist person. And in right. fact, you know, I, I've been, uh, you know, I had Hotep Jesus on my podcast yeah, yesterday. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, oh, you're platforming anti-Semitism. And I'm like, first of all, we didn't talk about any uh, Jews on my show. Second <laughs> yeah. of all, uh, I'm half Jewish. My, my family, my dad's side of family is from Israel. Uh, so shut the fuck up, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, stop <laughs> yeah. trying to say things publicly that are going to hurt my fucking actual life just because you dislike me politically. Fuck you. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And that's why I just finally ended up blocking these people because I'm like, I don't need you in my fucking life anymore. Like, just get out of here. And you it's, know? A, it's a bummer because, like, I'm anti blocking people because like it it's like it's it feels like uh you give them a, a win that way right but it, it gets to a point like especially for you where it's like I'm, i i my livelihood could be ruined by a fucking asshole so it's like it's worth the block but there's a part of me it's like ah fucking they get that win they get that like ha look what i did i made True. him block me and it's like uh yeah because if you were in front of me though you know and that's the other thing too is all these guys that, that that you know you get into it with Twitter, and then I get into it with Twitter on because I'm going to defend you because <laughs> I refuse not to. <laughs> so like they they they're all these keyboard warriors. Oh sure. And sure. they just all run their fucking mouth, you know. And 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 then these okay. So like, I live in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, right? Sure. And uh, right now we, uh, me and a bunch of other guys and gals who are you know Mises Caucus oriented, we're trying to. Uh, vote ourselves into the Mises, to the Bucks County par- party. Sure. Um, they don't like that. <laughs> of course not. They don't like that. Now, instead of talking to us, trying to work with us, trying to combat our ideas with their ideas, no, no, no. What they do is they go on Facebook and Twitter, like we also don't have Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> and then they'll just go on there and lie about what happened in the meetings and like we weren't they are not going to see this Twitter, uh, this tweet. So like right. last one, um, last meeting we had was April, uh, this April. We, um, all we did was ask a question. We said, hey, man, when are the officer elections again? And the dude who doesn't even live in our county, who's the chair. Go he, figure. Right. He just flipped out on us and was like, um, actually, the elections are in December again because we had a We're like, all right, chill. Just Calm asking, bro. Down. We're just asking, dude. What did this dude do? He goes online. He goes on Twitter the next day. And goes, I stopped the takeover in Bucks County. Like, good try. Try again. And we're like, no one tried to do anything. We asked the question. Now, but of course, that makes us dig deeper, right? So what do we find out? We find out that the last six months, before all the Mises guys started getting involved, their meetings weren't kept properly. Their minutes are all over the place. There's not like a proper record. Shocking. Shocking. Now, only, here's the fucking uh, whipped cream on this bitch. They vote themselves in arbitrarily one day. There was no vote. There was no and the and the and the meeting, you can't even like find the name or the title of like a vote or anything. We had to like really look into it. And they, it was they like, could get in yeah. trouble for that. Like legitimately could get in trouble. Yeah. That. So yeah. we're like, good, idiot. Now next meeting, which is in May, we're gonna go in there like, hey, we're pushing the agenda. We're gonna vote for to make an officer election right now. Yeah, and if you have enough people, you can do that. Especially do. if they don't have a, a like a legit bylaw, there's nothing they can fucking do. Exactly. Who's but, your chair? Uh, oh, his name's uh, uh, John. Um, Waldenberger. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's such a bitch. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> I hate that guy. And that's the thing. And and this is my point, Josh. Is like, I've been to three, one physical meeting with him, and two virtual meetings with him. Right? This motherfucker dr- talks mad shit online. We all get oh, to yeah. the meeting. He's like, "Hi, hey, I'm John." Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're well, like, yeah, we know, yeah, we know, bitch. Yeah, what happened, man? <laughs> what happened to all that shit you were just because, like, I, 
and I, like, I talk shit on Twitter, but like to people I'm never gonna meet because I'm never gonna True. have the opportunity to talk shit to their face. But I'm like, I won't talk shit to John on Twitter because I'll see him. Yeah. So I'll wait like a fucking yeah. man, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking. And then there's something you know, Don, uh, Dan, Don, Dan uh, Wasserman or w- Wasserman. I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker go, went on a tirade against Michael Heiss. Oh yeah. And just there's some bashing it's, it's, him. Lying. Pennsylvania is such a weird place weird, because dude. you guys. You guys have like one of the strongest Mises caucuses in yeah. the country because yeah. Michael Heiss lives there. He you know lives what I mean? from Norristown, which is like yeah, 30 I mean, minutes from here. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael Heiss. Uh, yeah. Jeff Douglas lives there. Yeah. I mean, you guys got like the half the fucking board. Luke Enzer, I mean, yeah. live there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you guys have these straight pitches in Pennsylvania, straight like pitch. like like Henry the Socialist, dude. Come on. Oh, Get the uh, fuck he, out of here. He, you know, he, he won chair for Montgomery <laughs> County. Oh yeah, I know. And then had to, and then he like stepped down or some shit. And then like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, so so Dan last meeting. So I was so he he shit at Michael he- Michael Heist and the whole me like he just called us all a bunch of fucking wannabe GOPers, which is like, um, yeah. never have I been a Republican. Never have I fucking signed up to be a Republican. Fuck them. That's why I'm yeah. a goddamn libertarian. You fucking asshole. So this guy just goes on, says all this shit on Facebook about us, and then come to the meeting. I'm like, I'm not gonna start a fight during the meeting. I want to be professional, right? But after that meeting, I was like, Hey, Dan, say that shit again. And yeah. this fucking guy, before the meeting ends, goes, guys, I got to leave, and fucking bails like, you fucking <laughs> cunt. <laughs> you know? And, like, I'm not going to fight anybody, but like, I'm, I'm not. This is the problem, and you know it, is a lot of the other libertarians, like, they're just fucking, like, bitches, dude. That's just, Honestly, that's what, they, that's what they are. And, like, they, they're they bitch-ass, avoid confrontation. Libertarian. They, we call they avoid confrontation, and that's not me. <laughs> like and same thing like I'm like I'm I'm a comic in the comedy world like Jesse's a comic too he's my producer but he's also a comic and he'll tell you this like Jess how many comics are fucking passive aggressive every single zero one. every single one of them every single passive, one is passive oh, passive, oh, passive aggressive yeah oh shit there is yeah there's always I mean you're in competition with them and there's this unspoken competition between everyone so you know like you're trying to be nice but also. Yeah, they're in my way. They're all <laughs> passive I mean? aggressive, and they'll a lot of comics will they'll they'll shit talk you because they because they, they know like well no one ever checks me because it's comedy. Well, I will, <laughs> and we're not boys, so you don't get to fuck with me. Like I'm I don't care that we're comics, you know. It's like I also have again eight years of MMA behind me. It's like hey sure. man, like I'll test those waters with you. <laughs> like you know, no, yeah. you don't get to talk to me like that. So I'm like so now it's the same thing with, with libertarian shit and in, in the party stuff. So it's like hey man, you don't get to just go online and chirp at me. Like I'm not gonna see you. Right. I'm gonna see you, and I'm gonna call you out. And and like when I do, they don't know what the fuck, but they they run away. So now we're now we're in this process of like, all right, well now we got to do this fucking takeover, and I know people are like, well don't say takeover. I'm like, well fuck them. I don't yeah, know what to it, say anymore. <laughs> some places it's a takeover, dude. I mean, legitimately, some places like Nevada, it's a fucking takeover. It's got to be. I, it's the only I way. I wanted to talk about them because their tweets, which we could, I, I could pull up on my phone real quick, um, uh, are antithetical. I think is the word to liberty. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean. They've, they've been pro lockdown, pro vaccine uh, mandates, pro I mean, pro vaccine passports. Uh, they've they've they had a whole entire week where they shit on Ron Paul. I mean, come on, dude. You're in Nevada is like one of the, the states that Ron Paul did the absolute best in. How the that, fuck do you think that's going to help your party at all? So this one from uh, a few days ago, our convention is fast approaching. The alt-right, transphobe, conspiracy theorist, unhinged, lunatic to libertarian pipeline is sending a bunch of their goons to Nevada. We are ready for a rumble. It's going to be quite a show. Don't miss out. 
That sounds like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You're damn right we're going to take your party. You're damn right. In the words of in the words of Beto O'Rourke, you're damn right we're going to take your party. But it's like again, right. it's like it's because we just have a different idea of liberty that makes us fucking alt-right conspiracy theorists deal. Like no, we just actually stand for liberty and freedom and you guys don't. That's the difference. No, and, and, like, and I agree. I, I don't understand. They're they're blue pilled leftist libertarians. I mean, I think I think some of those guys probably came from the Democrats and like really hated Ron Paul. And so because the Mises caucus is so, uh, you know, really, I mean, Ron Paul is one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, he's called the Mises caucus, the libertarian wing of the libertarian party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he endorsed me for chair last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. They hate Ron Paul so much that they hate us so much. And now they're going to say whatever the fuck they want. No, Never mind the fact that three quarters of the Mises caucus are open borders, guys. Never mind right. that none of us give a shit about trans issues. Like, we're not. No, you know one what gives I mean? Like, we're not. Shit. Yeah, we don't give a shit. Like, I, I have tons of fucking trans friends. I'm from, I'm from San Francisco, dude. Like, right out. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, 50% of my friends are GSM, bitch. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? You know? And so, uh, it's just it's it's more of the same with these guys, man. They 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 see their small pond getting bigger, and they're becoming smaller fish. And so they're trying to fucking run out the people that are making the pond bigger, in in you know effectually making their issues smaller. I mean that's what they're doing. They're you know you have the opportunity to grow this fucking party exponentially, yeah. And you're trying to throw people out. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, and we're not, yeah. you know, when, I mean, when we talk about a takeover, it doesn't mean, hey, we're coming to take the party over and kick you out. Right. We're coming to take the party over and you could sit in the fucking back seat for a while because that's where you belong right now. You know what I mean? Right. And that's it's, the thing. It's, it's like, it's your guys' fault for not doing your job. We gave you the fucking, all the chances and you kept promoting like Gary Johnson and Bill Well, you know, and like neocons and fucking like, like actual yeah. GOP warhawks is like what you promoted. And we're True. like, we don't want that. And you guys, and then they turn around and go, Ah, you guys are GOP warhawks. Like we just we just said we don't want that. <laughs> we're, like, we're like the biggest anti-war movement exactly. in this fucking like, party. Which is why it always bothers me about Tulsi Gabbard. I'm like, just come, come to the Libertarian Party already. Like, just come on. Like, we, like we. Yeah. Need, I I know she's not full, but like, but. Gotta, and this is where I. We've got to read this this one book first. Yes, exactly. When yeah. she reads this book, exactly. then we can talk because but, her her economic policies are fucking are, horrendous. Are horrendous. But but yeah. she right, anti-war though she's fucking doom nail on the goddamn head with that you know yeah. especially also she's great with like uh trying to bring government together and not break it apart you know actually True. talk and but she so she is good with that she's good for like actually unification which is a big goal of ours she's been pretty good on uh well she's also been pretty good on the fed she's she's yeah. i know she supported auditing the fed at least yeah, yeah, yeah. um but she's she's anti-2a um, yeah yeah and, right there's and, definitely some problems yeah. with her for sure but like the last so i'm 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 good friends with Larry Sharp and like uh and like his approach as you know is like hey let me talk to like bring them on because they're better than being where they are. I agree. And then he's like I'll talk to him and then we'll you know he like we'll talk to him and we'll we'll get him around and he is right because like I was talking to uh, I had Brian Nichols on uh, yesterday and we were talking about like yeah, love he, Brian. yeah I love Brian he's fucking great because he was talking about like we as libertarians have to not get so angry. <laughs> when talking to non-libertarians about fucking political shit, because like we know a lot of stuff, maybe, and they might, the average person might not, and like I'm definitely at fault for that. I'll just get mad sometimes, and like you know, Jesse, me and Jesse will talk because Jesse's again not a libertarian, my my producer, and like he's a left leaning guy, and sometimes we'll talk. I'm like, Jesse, you don't know this. He's like, no, I like you know, calm down. <laughs> I'm like, already oh, right, you're right. Hold on, <laughs> and, like, we have to I have to like scale it back and like talk and, the, and but so I have to get better at not flipping the fuck out 
and non-libertarian. <laughs> yeah, it took it took me a long time to learn that too. And in fact, uh, Larry Sharp's like one of my mentors, man. I've, yeah, I, he's so good. You at know, it. I spend a lot of time with Larry. Uh, I, I, I've talked with Larry on the phone a hundred times. He's he's one of my favorite people in this party. We haven't talked in a while. We need to rectify that. But uh, um, you know, for for your left leaning uh, producer, the, the <laughs> book that I find that helps with the left leaning guys the most is uh, uh, the Road to Serfdom. Uh, by F.A. Hayek. So if he has the opportunity to read that book, that's a good book that'll put some some things into perspective as far as like central planning goes and stuff. And, and it's not. Re- I'm getting back uh, into reading. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Check it. Check, check out. Check out the Road to Serfdom by F.A. Hayek, man. It it really highlights the dangers of central planning. And I know is you know the thing about and here's the thing about talking to leftists, right? And that we forget as far as being libertarians is a lot of times some of the like more hardcore leftists, some of the anarcho leftists, especially. They want the same ends as we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just have a completely different bass backwards way of getting there. Um, and, and, and some of them obviously aren't real, uh, real anarcho leftists. You know what I mean? They're, they're like, uh, they say they are, but really they want these tanky, these tanky policies, right? Some of them really want to abolish the government. And, and, and so, you know, we, we kind of have some of the same ends, but, um, what happens when we get there is can be a little terrifying because then some of them might want to step back into that Marxist Leninist, Leninist, uh, uh, kind of policy mindset. And it's like, okay, cool. We abolished the government. Now leave me the fuck alone. Okay. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go homestead some shit and you guys, just, you know, to have your commune. It's totally cool. I don't right. give a shit. Have your weird commie commune. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude, there's, right. there's, there's 64 acres there. Take it. It's yours. Fuck. But, I don't get, you know what I mean? Like, fuck uh, off. I agree. No, but I'll say though like uh because uh brian nichols was talking to jesse a little bit yesterday and and he was uh, definitely i think he made i think you would agree he made a lot of great points that to, was, the way we were talking again, about i think we're it goes back to the thing that i think that I, we are going after the same goals right we we have different ways of getting there i don't think abolishing the government's like totally the greatest idea at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, look at the end of the day if you're all in a in an island you start dividing responsibilities just naturally, right? But so I think, but but, as but, we, but to my ahead. point is, that's what essentially government is when we're dealing with large populations. I don't know how you, I don't know how you re-engineer that because I feel like that's part of the human psyche. Nah, they don't do that anymore, man. All they, the, the government, <laughs> right. the, the federal government, disagree. especially in this country, I don't disagree. They I don't just disagree they that only they don't do that. But I'm just saying yeah, that they only exist to grow their power over your life, and they're going to continue to do yeah, that as long as we right. let them do that. Unfortunately, no, and that's sure. the problem with centralizing. That's the problem with centralizing that's the problem power, with though. Power, well, right? But 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 government draws power by nature of government. I understand that they're centralized. So there should right. be, but there should be an an ability to to understand that that's not what government government serves. Government is a waiting job. Should you promote it that way? I think maybe we could get the right people inside, and maybe everyone can work for each other the way. But like, it's like supposed to so work. like we said on the last right? episode, there's going to be problems. But the problem is, is that human my... beings are inherently flawed, and no matter how good of an intention you yeah. have going in, you could be turned. Like we all have a price. Like every one of us, all three of us in this room have a price. Like for sure. Like mine's not ten grand, but it might be fucking a hundred. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have a price, man. I don't, I don't. <laughs> everyone has a price, dude. Everyone has a fucking I... price. A sure. billion dollars, dude. I'm fucking sucking dicks. <laughs> I'm sucking dicks for way less, honestly. <laughs> I'm sucking dicks for way less. You're, <laughs> you're a hundred thousand dollar man. I'm a hundred thousand dollar man. For that. <laughs> when it comes to sucking dicks, you imagine how many tours you could go on for a hundred grand, dude. Jesus. <laughs> hey man, I could I could get by for a whole year mm. for a hundred grand dick sucker. <laughs> but also, <laughs> let me let me just like 
pump you guys up like the libertarian party my first like the first person i voted for was gary johnson he's like the worst i don't disagree but it was <laughs> libertarian but, but the but it comes to the libertarian idea of like hey there is no wrong third choice right that's fair. there's just a choice right and i think once we get the message across the the general public saying that hey the third party is a waste of a vote no it's just your opinion of because that's what you asked right democracy is like hey what's your opinion kind of right yeah. here's I your mean, options I mean, yeah, well yeah what's the, your opinion? democracy is the majority Boom. of an opinion of a vote i guess is i guess True. the basis of majority of, you of know a democracy so that i think that that messaging needs to come uh harder at least from the libertarian standpoint because there's people that well, will look at it. That's what we're trying it. to do now. No, I don't disagree. <laughs> it's fucking... But I'm saying that should be the 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 ultimate focus. You know what I mean? Saying being like, hey, we're not a throwaway thing. Yeah, we're well, a legitimate I, I, option. I agree. I also think, and you Josh, I mean? maybe you'll agree with this. Is like I don't think presidency is the thing we should be looking to to in the short term future. It should be like smaller. Like uh, no, official no, positions and stuff. So here, here's the thing with the Libertarian Party. So the presidential race is basically a 50 state media tour for us. That's that's right, it. We exactly. know we're not we know we're not going to win that exactly tomorrow. Exactly. You know what I mean? Agree. Exactly. Uh, we are now at a point where we're starting to win state legislative seats, which is right. huge, huge for Libertarians. I mean, Amash I mean, was the only goddamn Libertarian ever in Congress. I mean, I know he flipped he, when he, he was he in switched. there. I, yeah, I know, but still, but the fact that he went left, still being a Libertarian. That holds, like, you know, people still see that shit. Like, oh, shit. Sure. And let's be honest. Rand Paul essentially is a libertarian. On some things. Yeah. Some I things. Mean, definitely. I mean, the, war, <laughs> the warfare state, definitely. Uh, I think he I think he got a little too close with Donald Trump there I for a so while. Too. Kind of fucked him so up too. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I think I think there's some good people in Congress and that are good. You know, Massey's been pretty good on most things. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but as far as the party goes, I mean, we, we legitimately have two state legislators right now, and that's huge. They're both in Wyoming. But we focused some resources on Wyoming, you know what I mean, and 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 started this program called the Libertarian Frontier Project, where we're like, okay, let's target some races in one state and fucking run some candidates, see if we can get some legislator seats, and we do. I mean, we have two now in, in Wyoming. That's huge. Now the people of Wyoming are gonna get to see uh, libertarian policies in real time. And That's see actually that awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's fucking cool. And so hopefully, you know, one of my reasons for running for chair was because I wanted to I wanted to take that 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 program. And make it much bigger. And the only way to do that is to bring more people in the party to have more money to focus in, on on more focused targeted races um, in places like Wyoming or places like Rhode Island where there's less than seven hundred thousand people or something. You know what I mean? Um, so so uh, yeah, I mean we're we're growing. The party's the fastest growing. It's the fastest growing party in the country right now. Uh, it's the fat the biggest growth the party has ever seen as well. Um, and a lot of that is due, in fact, to the Mises Caucus. Well, you know, and, and really that's is. and that's what I want to come back to for the uh, Libertarian uh, Party of Nevada. They tweeted this out in March thirty first. Shout out to some of the many wonderful caucuses, and they shout out like outright audacious radicals, LP caucus, sock caucus, whatever. Not, not the Mises caucus though. And then if, you, if you look at though all those caucuses Twitter accounts, they're not even a third of the Mises caucus Twitter account following. Of course not. Right. Of so it's like not. you're yeah. excluding the biggest account, the biggest group, because you disagree with us. Well, now they wonder why the big scary caucus is coming to take over their fucking state party. Get fucked, nerds. Like, <laughs> we, we, you know what I mean? Like, your fault, dude. Like, you had they. We've given everyone in this party everyone. an opportunity. To work with us. Everybody. We said we're not leaving. You know, it's been four years now. They thought we were going to lose in 2018. 
and then turn around and walk away. But we didn't fucking lose. I mean, we didn't we didn't lose either. I lost my chair race, but I ended up on the board. Right. Three three of our four endorsed candidates for the national board got got elected, and we didn't turn around and leave. We fucking kept working. We worked harder. It made us want to work harder. We organized forty eight states are organized for the Mises Caucus now. They have state coordinators. We're getting delegates left and right that are signing up, trying to become delegates, getting involved with our state and local parties. Like, get fucked. I mean, we're coming. You know what I mean? And and there's some good states. There's some really great states. Like I just got, I just did my last live stream with uh, Amy Lapore, who's the Delaware State Mises Caucus um, uh, organizer. Delaware's been wonderful in Mises Caucus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they've been wonderful. There are some state boards that are willing to work, and they see the tenacity and the new members that are coming in, and like, hey, how do we make this shit work? You know what I mean? And then there's places like Nevada where it's like, dude, you have the opportunity to have 80 new fucking members that are going to bust their ass for this party. And instead of embracing that and being like, fuck yeah, let's go, you're calling them transphobe, lunatic to fucking libertarian pipeline bullshit. Like, what are you doing? Right. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, of course they're going to come take your board from you now. That's your fault. You did that. You had the opportunity to work with them. You had the opportunity to grow your cause in your state, and instead you you devolved into bitty fuck or uh, petty fucking bickering about dumb shit that doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. So so you know, congratulations, you're fucked. Get out. Like go away. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The part the, the Mises Caucus is growing faster than the fucking party is. What are you gonna do? What yeah, gonna- it really is. I mean, that what Facebook group is like crazy members every fucking day the mises caucus facebook group like it's fucking oh, dude, boom, what, are you, boom, what are you gonna boom. do like it's crazy uh, hundreds well, you hundreds can't of stop. members a day they can't stop they don't have the they don't have the manpower and they don't have the money to stop this caucus anymore it, the, the caucus is bringing in like fifteen thousand dollars a month you know what i mean at this point they're getting close to fucking rivaling the party yeah. you know they're definitely beating most almost every state party definitely for sure oh dude there's no way they're not yeah and 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 uh and so now so you know and then and then you got your state like party caucuses that are organizing and you, you just can't stop it anymore. So it's you either, you either get on board and, and, and work with us. You know, you don't have to work on the same fucking issues that, uh, as us, you know, you don't have to be like, Oh, Austrian economics and this and that and right. this and that. But you know, you guys got a mixer going on. You got all these new people to help you out. Fucking embrace that shit. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good for the party. It's something that we've needed for a long time. But you have these gatekeeping assholes who want to stop it, who think that, you know, their little social club at their little Applebee's meetup once a month with eight people is more important than growing this party. I mean, that's really what it's come down to. They think that's more important than actually growing liberty and freedom in this country. And Mises Caucus is just done watching it. I mean, plain and simple. I think, though we're clearly seeing that turn in the party because I mean, your boy, Nick Sarwark, like up in uh, New Hampshire, right? He lost to no one. Yeah. It was like, beautiful. Th- a 36 to 34 count, whatever the fuck it was. And then there was I a, slept ma- with a smile. That yeah. Was for sure. And then there was a massive cheer. Like when they announced his, lo- and then, but this is why that smarmy asshole that he is. Then he goes on Twitter. He's like, I didn't even want to win. Like that's what sure. a child says. Yeah, sure you did. Actual child, and like you're a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking stupid, and I'm I, I feel like I got out lawyer Nick Sarwa. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like that's how bad of a of a, of of, of, a, of like an arguer he is, and like a, a debater he is. I mean, Dave Smith, right? Destroyed him twice publicly. Oh, bad, terribly. I, I mean, yeah. so, and that's and, and Dave Smith says himself too. He's like, I'm a comic. Why am I better at this than you? you know? It's yeah. like it's like yeah. And that guy though, people fucking. He's like they were like, yeah, this guy represents us. The guy who was anti two A, 
pro fucking again. I think he was pretty much pro lockdown, pro fucking oh, all the shit, dude. right? I mean, like he's, he's he's you know he always leaves a little bit of of uh, what do they call it? What's the word? A plausible deniability with everything mm-hmm. he says. He is smart in that aspect, but we know that's a lawyer. Like, He's been fucking he's been simping for the mass mandates. He's been <laughs> yeah. simping for the fucking lockdowns. I mean, he calls anybody who who like doesn't want to get the vaccine a fucking a conspiracy theorist. And he's got his little his little uh, uh, pocket holder, Andy Craig, right, talking about how like, oh, the J&J uh, vaccine, you have a more of a chance dying on your way to get it than you do from the vaccine. Like, motherfucker, they put a hold on that shit they for a reason. It. For a reason. You they idiot. It, yeah. Now my wife you know? got that J and Like I, I hear, I don't get like for things like this because this is like the flu kind of like it's like a right vaccine that I've never gotten the flu shot because I don't agree with them giving me what they think the flu is going to be. That like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's right. what the flu shot is. It's like we think it might be this. It's like hey, man, I'm good. Same reason yeah. why I I don't like I'm like anti like uh, antidepressants and all that shit. It's like I I don't think chemicals. <laughs> that getting thrown to human body just because we think is the best for us. Like, you know, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm a weed guy. I'm smoking weed right now. I think that's way better for you. And then I, but I just read a study that like, apparently avid weed smokers are not really getting COVID. Huh? I heard that. I read a study about yeah. from France about cigarette smokers. Yeah. Same thing. So it apparently has to do with like the coating of the, like the lungs are already used to the cough or something. I, I'm fucking this up, but it has to do with like the, the, the sores of your lungs from just coughing and inhaling smoke and how it like cancels out the COVID like sores well, this, or something, this, something like yeah, that. This, yeah, the study that I read from France was that uh, cigarette smokers have already fucked up their ACE2 inhibitors so bad that the uh, the the virus doesn't have anything to cling to in your lungs. And so they're not getting the lung part of the of the COVID va- virus. So it may be the one time that smoking actually saves lives. Saves I, don't know, right. I don't know how. I, I read the study. This was months ago, so I don't know. Yeah, see, that's why my brain's uh, farting on it. But like, yeah, but that's the thing is like, there's so many. And then again, it's like, and this is why the because the government wants you to be dependent on it. That's why it's like, oh, being in the sun, exercise, doing all this stuff makes you feel better. And they're like, hey, but stay inside and wear a fucking mask and, and don't do any of that stuff that might make you feel better. Because like I was, uh, I just got, I got like allergy sick over the weekend just from you know sinus stuff and. It happens to me every every yeah, other week. Every April, yeah. it happens to me. And I, I never got a sore throat, which is amazing, but I got like the headache. I, got, I even got like chills and stuff like that. But I was like, okay, sure. I, I know this isn't COVID. I know what this is. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk my dog outside. It was nice out. It was sunny. I walked in for like two days in the sun. I felt better. I took vitamin D. I drank oranges. I took vitamins. And like I kicked it in like two days, you know, because yeah. I just did normal exercise shit and I didn't overexert myself and I was fine. And then the whole like stay inside, don't look outside. Like there's fucking poison if you look at it and it kills you, like you know, like it's a fucking it's like it's like a creepypasta story where you look at a painting and you die. It's like it's like sure. all this shit's good for you, man. Go outside, even if you're not talking to anybody. Go outside in your yard. Well, they like, love it, dude. They love it. I mean, that's I mean, they they want you dependent. We know we as libertarians, we fucking know they want us to depend on the government. I mean. The more people that depend on the government, the more they can take from rich people and give to people who are dependent on them. The more money they put in their pockets, the more money they have for their pet projects, including uh, bombing brown children overseas and fucking all this dumb shit that they do. Yeah. Right. This was just the perfect event for them. You know, whether oh, it's real course. or not, I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not some conspiracy theory theorist. I know COVID's a real thing. Right. I am a conspiracy theorist. And you know what? A lot of the times those fucking conspiracies have come true. So fuck off. No, same. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but. But I know COVID's a real thing. I know people are getting COVID and right. getting sick. And um, 
But I also know that the 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 government response to it was way fucking overblown, purposely. I mean, purposely. Well, not like it, uh, 9-11, too. It's like the Patriot Act, right? That was just an oh, overblown sure. response to 9-11. It's, it's the same shit. I went to war, I went to war in Iraq because of 9-11. I'm going, what the, oh, yeah. fuck, what the fuck am I doing in Iraq? Right, Why yeah. am I in Iraq? You know? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What did Iraq have to do with 9-11? What are we doing here? You know? <laughs> right. uh, so, so I know, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was just another reason for them to blow up, you know, blow, drop more bombs in the Middle East. It really was. You know, and at the end of the day, we find out that it wasn't even fucking, it wasn't even like people from Afghanistan that, dro- that drove the planes, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, go figure. And now we've been in Afghanistan for what, 20 years? 20 something oh, two, years, yeah. Two fucking decades. Uh, and, and for what? What have we done? We didn't win yeah, the war. Nothing. And now that the Afghanistan papers are out, I mean, it literally, this is the thing that, that drives me the most insane, right? These people who are like, oh, the government can't, won't ever lie to us and shit. <laughs> I'm like, dude, the, the Afghanistan papers, from 20 years ago are readily available now. They've declassified them. It shows clearly that they lied us into our longest uh, uh, war, conflict, military conflict in the United States of all time. They lied us into this war. You can see it plain as day. You can literally Google the Afghan papers and it will show you that they lied to us. And you don't think they lied to us about a virus to use it to get some amount of power in the country? Fuck off. Well, I love the, um, if you look into like, uh, the World War II, World War One, Gulf of Tonkin, uh, not World War One, uh, Gulf of Tonkin, Lithuania, right? World War One. Germans were like, "Hey, listen, America, we're doing our own shit over here. You're not involved. If you send over any troops or fucking cargo, you know, we're torpedoing any of your ships." And we were like, "Okay, got it." And then what do we fucking do? We could be wanted to get involved in the war, right? So we fucking snuck over cargo. They torpedoed it, blew up, and we're like. <gasps> You totally did this thing by its surprise sauce. Now we guys, we have to get involved in this war now. Sure. That was yeah. World War One. What happened to World War Two? World War Two, Japan comes over or Australia. Australia goes, Hey guys, um, you know, Japan's amassing a pretty large naval fleet over here, and we think they're up to some shit, and I think they're gonna hit you. And then we went, What's that? We can't understand you. We can't hear yeah. you from over here. And then because again, World War Two, we were in a depression. World sure. War II was kicking off in fucking Europe and the Pacific. We weren't involved. The American people were like, we just got a World War I. Man, we're done. We don't want this shit. And the government's sure. like, yeah, no, we totally get you. But, but. we need money. <laughs> and yeah. this is a great way to get it. So let him hit fucking... That's why all of our ships weren't... That's why all the important ships weren't there. They let, they, yep. they let two small ships go. That's what happened. <laughs> and then, because the, the important fleet was gone. That was World War II. Then Vietnam. You have the, the Gulf of Tonkin, which, again, a verifiably declassified falsehood 100% now. 100% lie. The lie. Gulf of Tonkin, which... I, get, hey, Jess, do you know what the Gulf of Tonkin was? You do. You do? Yes, you know, I mean, yes or no? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, so know. a lot of people don't know this. And so the Gulf of Tonkin is like, <laughs> again, we wanted to get involved in, v- in a fucking Vietnam conflict to stop communism. You, you know, yeah, because Uncle is bad. Sure, that's what we were there for. And then we said that they uh, uh, they fired on a warship in the Gulf of Tonkin. So we had to get involved. Turns out, story legitimately 100% false yep. just to get us into Vietnam. Now let's go into Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction. Were there? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no what? That, no WMDs. Five wars I just went through. That we were the government legitimately lied us into, <laughs> and yep. then they're still gonna be like, "Listen, man, they're not gonna do it again." Yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. will one hundred percent do it again, and they're probably they're doing it again right now. I mean, it's legitimate, <laughs> guaranteed. Twenty years from now, we're all gonna look back and go, "God damn it, they got us again." 
Well, you know? and, and this is the thing, and like, and Tom Woods put out a lot of great studies on like the 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 COVID stuff, and it's like, again, we're, no one's saying COVID isn't real. We're we're going. You're not being honest with the deaths. That's what we're talking about. When we like sure. again, there's my favorite, my new favorite stat is, out of everyone who got COVID, if the people who just died of COVID is less than six percent of people, right? Everyone else who died of COVID. They had a at least a two point seven comorbidity rating with them, as in yeah, they had just, COVID plus they were fat and had cancer, or right. they had they heart had COVID disease. plus they had heart disease and they had diabetes. It was mm. never like again less than six percent of the time it was, but almost never what it was that it was always something else. But the media doesn't say that. Sure. The media doesn't say if you're healthy you you might feel like shit for a little for a week, but you'll get over it. <laughs> like they're right. not telling you that it's fear porn, and they're going. Everyone's gonna die. Everyone's gonna. They were in naval ships that sir, that saw no one. Never, not once. And I mean that, that this same thing happened with the Nightingale hospitals in the UK too. I mean they they opened these big, you know, millions of dollar Nightingale yeah. hospitals, and they never got used. They never even got fucking used. Uh, we were just talking. I just talked about this because the most bizarre shit here in Iowa, right? We're we're being told that the ICUs are filling up. Everything's crazy. Nobody can do this and that and this and that. We need to stay home. You know, this is back a while ago now. Well, we had our baby December, uh, uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve, right, at the Broadlands Hospital. It's one of the biggest hospitals in Des Moines area, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty decent-sized hospital for a big city. Um, and the nurses that are working with us are like, oh, yeah, we only have three people in the ICU, and none of them are here for COVID. Then just a few weeks ago, I go to one of the other biggest hospitals. I was in the ER for something at Unity Point, and she And the, the lady in there is like, oh, yeah, it's all overblown. We just actually saw our first positive COVID case in a month. See, this is what I'm saying, and and if and I'm like, we, what? Right? If we say this, people get mad at us, and like you guys, yeah. conspiracy. I'm like, but that was from a fucking person who worked there. I'm, what are I'm you talking, talking about? To the actual, right. Those are two. Those are two of the three biggest hospitals in in Des Moines. It's like, I mean, legitimately, you be mad at the source, yeah, not us. Like we're just again, like also this is the, this is my fun one. What if the government was doling out forty grand to a, a COVID death at a hospital, right, or something like that? There's like a twenty seven. So there's $27,000 for a COVID. Uh, that was from Medicare. So there's a $27,000 uh, like payment for COVID diagnosis. There was like another 9,000 for uh, patients who had to be intubated. Okay. <clears throat> so if they had to, if they had to get a, a ventilator put in, there's another $9,000. Then now we have we have doctors and nurses coming forward from, especially New York, where they're saying uh, we weren't venting the patients for their own health. We were doing it to prevent right. the spread of COVID through the hospitals. So. And and we know that the ventilators were killing people. Right. So oh, for sure. You know, right. It's fact now. So, That's what I'm yeah. So when right. it's 100 fact. So when when this first started, they were unnecessarily ventilating people and killing them. I mean, that was killing them. Yeah. And and then adding those to the COVID deaths to prevent the spread of COVID in the hospitals from the medical workers. Right. And, it, and I'm going. How can yeah. you know this? How can you know this stuff? And not say anything about it. It doesn't make any sense. And, and this is this is why again, and this is how we know. Obviously, uh, hospitals always do medical fraud insurance like that because how many even like hospital TV shows way before COVID was a fucking thought or in existence wrote about exact scenarios of hospitals going. We don't really have to do this, but he has good insurance, so fucking boom, we're doing right. it. I mean, oh, yeah. Scrubs literally had 18 episodes alone <laughs> you know, on that. That's just Scrubs. Not to count fucking ER, General Hospital, all the other f- house. So now, oh, yeah. so now we're going to act like, oh, the, that doesn't have, Of course. So now this is just another way for the, this is a bigger bump of them to do that. We're like, well, we don't have to do it, but uh, 
If we're going to get $9,000 to do it, why the fuck not? Ima- imagine this, Adam. Imagine we close down entire wings of hospitals, mm-hmm. okay? And now the hospital's making one-third of the money it was making before this pandemic. And then we go to the hospital and say, hey, but you can make $27,000 for every COVID diagnosis and another $9,000 for every patient who has to be intubated in your ICU or your ER. Right. Now the hospital's going, hey, we've had to lay all these people off. We have all these wings closed. We need this money. Like, that's the only way the hospital's going to keep operating. You're fucking damn right the board of that hospital's going to say, everybody you can diagnose with COVID, diagnose with COVID. Yep. And then how many stories came out where, like, families, like, someone died of a car accident or they got shot? They, well, they pulled. They pulled fo. So there, there was some someone I know personally that is friends with my girlfriend who pulled uh, uh, Freedom of Information Act. Pulled some uh, death records from from Arizona, and there was people who were listed as COVID deaths that had died from blunt force trauma. <laughs> uh, there was lots yeah. of drug overdoses. Right. Lots of drug overdoses because they had tested positive within thirty days of their death. Uh, there was a stabbing. There was a vehicular yeah. accident. Yep. Um, and these people were being listed as COVID deaths. I've seen this. I've seen these papers with my own yeah, eyes. Yeah. Like this isn't me just saying, oh, I heard somebody say this. I've seen these yeah. death records. These pulled and I've seen them with my own eyes. They're not doctor. They're not Photoshopped. I know the source. You know what I mean? And, and I, I'm pretty sure I shared it on my Twitter and, you know, 100 people started calling me. A, oh, well, that's just a couple of cases. I'm like, no, that was like 100 of them. First of all, from, from one, one case is too many. <laughs> yeah, that's like 100 of them from one county yeah. in, in one state. Do you think right. that's the only place it's happening at? Fuck right. no, it's not. It's and the happen, doctors right. and nurses have been telling you on YouTube before they're pulled off of YouTube for yeah. saying the truth that these things are happening. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's really bizarre. It's like bizarre world. It's fucking clown world, dude. All these people are believing it. And now these same people that are like berating you, right? They're fucking berating you for uh, not being scared of COVID because we don't know the long-term effects of COVID, even if you survive it, are now berating you again, shaming you again for not taking a vaccine that has less than six months of trials done on it. Yeah, that's crazy. Like again, I'm not gonna take it. Again, fuck it. Conspiracy should aside. I'm not taking it because I don't do that anyway. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna do that. It's fuck. And then I know people are like, well, what the polio vaccine? That's not the same thing. And and truth be told, <laughs> like, you know, my girlfriend, she's like one of the. My girlfriend started a, or my fiance now, um, started a uh, an organization here in Iowa called Informed Choice Iowa that that uh, pushes for medical freedom. And for and, and for uh, uh, definitely informed consent around vaccines. There's a lot of things that they weren't doing that they were supposed to be doing around, uh, revolving around vaccines, especially like with uh, um, uh, sudden infant death syndrome. Here, they weren't right. they they weren't marking on their death certificate the uh, the date and time of their last vaccine, right? And so so they wanted that that kind of stuff. So that's what they work on. Um, and I've read some things about the polio vaccine, man. That it's like, huh. We don't really know because, you know, nobody really gets polio anymore. So it's like, oh, the vaccine must have worked. Well, if you look at the time when the vaccine was used, I mean, there's some things there's some definitely some things in the timeline that'll make you go, huh, huh, maybe maybe it wasn't the vaccine that made it go away. But, you know. I have no Whatever. idea. I'm also like in no way in, like, like an anti-vaxxer, but by any means, but because like fucking tetanus, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna like, take yeah. a tetanus shot. I, I work. I'm a blue collar guy, man. If yeah, I cut myself like, with a rusty yeah, razor blade, I'm gonna get a plenty shot. of shit that we 100 percent fucking. It's great for medical purposes, but there's just some things where I've I I've always been this way. Literally before COVID, I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> I'm not putting yeah. that fucking fluid in me. I just why? 
Like I've been fine. <laughs> I, I I think weed holds off a lot of stuff. I don't know. That's bro science. <laughs> sure, it could be. It could be the but weed. I don't man. know. That's the bro science of you. Sure, but like weed strong. Weed makes me strong. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. Um. Oh, this is something I did actually just saw. Did you see uh, a dude from CNN just straight up got caught from Project Veritas being like, I did see that. Yep. We made propaganda straight up. Like he actually yep. said that. Jess, did you see that? Yeah, to get to get Trump out of office. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not even a Trump guy. Yeah, so, no, me uh, either. Yeah, but this is this is wild, Jess. So I'll fill I'll fill you in, Jess. I never listened at home. Uh, Project Veritas is this group. Uh, they like this journalist group. They kind of like go undercover for uh, organizations like that. And who's the guy? From, uh, what was his name from CNN? Fuck. Uh, oh, I don't. He's one of the uh, program directors. Uh, yeah, though. I can't I'll remember. I'll pull it up. Right, let me just. I'll pull it up right now. The what is James O'Keefe? Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, Charlie Chester. Charlie yep. Chester. He's the technical director of CNN. The dude, he straight up was like, yeah, we just made up um, stuff. He goes, I'm pretty sure it's propaganda about Trump. <laughs> like, like straight up. I was like, that's not okay. And I don't fuck Trump. It's nothing to do with him. I'm like, you're yeah. just, you just admitted that you're a major news organization doing propaganda to the american people because cnn and fox and all those people no they're are, trash no it, they're entertainment right but but they pose themselves as a fucking news I know, organization but they need to pose themselves as entertainment. I, yes i agree with you <laughs> yeah. i know you're not one of the left people who's like fuck yeah cnn but my point is yeah there are there are <laughs> no but i i think i think that's hard because people expect that news source to be like legit but if it's 24 hours, it's all entertainment. No, no, I know. You're smart enough to know that, though. That's different. No, I know. I think more people need to know that. Right. And that's my point. That's my point of talking about this. Because, yeah. like, this guy literally said, oh, I'm pretty sure it's pro Like, you know it's propaganda. Oh, he knew, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 100% he knew. I mean, I mean. Which is why we can't say the death toll on the side. Let's make it higher. Like, why isn't it high enough, you know, today? Like, it would make our point better if it was higher. He's talking about the COVID death toll. COVID death toll, yeah. yeah well, no, then you know. Stupid well, you know. Graphic. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but then, uh, so like, so like inauguration day in Washington D.C. Oh, they, they opened all the fucking restaurants. Yeah. Oh, you know what dude, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and they also all, took the COVID death toll off CNN. Yeah, they took it off CNN. Yeah, yeah. They, they sent all our kids back to school within two weeks of the inauguration. They, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, okay, okay, motherfuckers. Like, like we're yeah, not stupid. I told my wife this. I said, by the way, no matter who wins the selection. COVID will be going away within it's the next away. six months <laughs> after that yeah. election. I was like, no matter who wins, just so you know. And she knows. But, like, yeah, it's – and that's the thing. And, again, it's like, oh, kids in cages, we, we, we gave a shit about that. It's worse now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's worse Biden, now. Biden built those cages. I mean, yeah. Biden and Obama built those cages. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That was their whole program. Yeah. And then Trump just took it over. Right. And it was all of a sudden it was bad. It was like, dude, it was bad for the last eight years, too, exactly. you fucking it's, assholes. It's been bad the whole time. It was bad when George Bush was in office. Which is that's always, that's always why I like to be like at least we're consistent because we've been oh. saying that forever. Because yeah. I I fucking talked about that when I, I was I was in college I was young, but I still being like, should these we have kids in cages in, in two thousand fucking eight or seven whatever the fuck it was like when Bush was in you know I, I was like I don't think we should. <laughs> no. and like, I've always been saying that that was a Republican president. Then I said it during Obama. Then I said it during fucking Trump. Now I'm saying it during Biden. I've been consistent. You've been consistent the whole goddamn time. Yeah. Well, nothing's fucking. 
I, I was consistent after like uh, 2006, I'd say. But, but prior that's still to that, a was, long time. Yeah, prior to 2000 and, uh, 2005, uh, prior to 2005, I was a neocon. So I was yeah, anti But you were young. A war. Yeah. You were young. You were like, ah, I went to war. You went to war over it. <laughs> yeah, I went to war. Do. And then I was like, holy shit. But I think that's something that, I, like, again, like uh, anybody who's done like uh, law enforcement, military stuff, uh, that red pills you to be like, oh, government, fuck government more. Agreed. Or, yeah. or it blue pills you super hard. There's no in between. There's no in between. There's no in between. It's like either you're like a military man for life or like a law enforcement guy for life, or you're like, yo, woof, like you get out and you're like, that was some fucking. Horrible. You're like Tom Hanks in fucking same private run on D Day Beach. This is that fucking uh, like that stare. Yeah. You're like this shit was fucking wild, dude. <laughs> but uh, dude, we're gonna start wrapping up here. Uh, Josh, brother, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and your podcast and all that other great stuff. And any sure, if, yeah, you're going to be anywhere in person soon. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm I'm on like fuck. If you want to just listen to my podcast audio wise, I'm on like every podcast app. But I just rip. I actually rip the audio because I do a live show, uh, and it's actually video 1080p. It's really beautiful. If you want to check it out on YouTube, it's youtube.com backslash fight the despots. D e s p o t s. Uh, you know, like tyrants. Um, I'm also on Odyssey. I want to. I want people to follow me on Odyssey and YouTube, because uh, eventually YouTube's going to kick me off. I know that's coming <laughs> someday. Uh, Odyssey will not kick me off. It's a pro, uh, platform that's uh, pretty decentralized-ish. Uh, it runs on a crypto called LBRY. Um, it was created by people from the the uh, Free State Project in New Hampshire. Good people. Um, so definitely check out Odyssey. Um, you can, uh, if you want to help me out at Patreon, Patreon.com/backslash/BreakTheCycleJS. Um, there's some cool tiers and, and perks and swag and stuff you can get there. But uh, definitely try to at least subscribe to the YouTube and try to make some of the live streams because, uh, you know, the, the watch hours are what matters on YouTube. So um, and then follow me on Twitter, man. I'm at war with the, bl- the blue checks there. Uh, <laughs> it's at Joshua at large. So at sign and then the word at at Joshua at large on Twitter. Definitely follow me there. We have a good time there. That's I like to party on Twitter. I don't know how much longer Jack will let me stay on that platform either. I'm already <laughs> permanently banned from Facebook uh, as of two weeks before the election anyway. So. Um, but there is, an, there is also a Facebook page. There's an Instagram page. You can find all that stuff by just putting in Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith. Awesome, dude. Uh, you guys catch me at, at, at Adam Nutter on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Adam Nutter Comedy on TikTok and Facebook. Uh, I... I don't even know what I'm going to Wait a minute. You got a fucking TikTok, dude? Yeah, I don't do it. I don't really find you right now, dude. fucking do anything do. on it, though, dude. I fucking, I suck. I got to get better. But I definitely have to get better. But uh, I don't know when I'm going to release this shit. But uh, May 4th, I'll be in Staten Island, uh, Little Victory Theater. Come out and see me on my homeland of garbage. Uh, and then May 4th, fuck, wait, May 14th, I'll be, no, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. When is that <laughs> date? Oh, it is me. May 14th at 9 p.m. I'll be in Rock Hill, South Carolina uh, with Dylan Negri and Kevin Sanchez from Doped Up and Dying Podcast from Gas Digital. Uh, we'll be down there slinging some jokes, so come on out. Tickets will be available, I think, now. I'll put them out on my link, so come on out. Again, Josh, thanks so much for hanging out with me, brother. Good seeing you, and I'll talk to you yep. soon. Thanks, brother. You too. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.